0: welcome this is the annex wealth management swat podcast it is episode number nine we're talking on monday july 25th 2022 about strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats insight and perspective from members of the annex wealth management investment committee in the studio joining us Lane Disrud, a CFA and a Trader Research Analyst at Annex. Welcome. Morning, Danny. Todd Boyd, Chief Investment Strategist. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And Trevor Nargis, Investment Management Specialist at Annex Wealth Management. Morning,
1: guys. This week, there's a lot of economic data coming out. It's going to be a busy week as far as earnings are concerned. But I really wanted to jump into it right away and get at some strengths that we've seen kind of play out over the past few weeks here. I think one important thing that investors have really paid attention to over the course of the past week has been price action in the underlying indices. All your major indices Dow, Nasdaq, S&P 500, at some point last week crossed above their 50-day moving average from the bottom. A lot of technical analysts would point to this as a bullish catalyst. Uh, I think it is something that investors are taking in stride given how hard things have been this year from a price movement standpoint and even fundamentals, economic data, so on so forth. But I do think that any little bit of good news has been received quite well lately. So it's going to be important to see how that continues to play out this week. I think the data that continues to come in is going to be a big factor as far as how markets continue to respond to that price action. But question I wanted to pose, do we see this as a bear market rally or have we bottomed?
2: While it appears to be a strength, it uh, may also be a weakness in, in terms of that bear market rally. You get bear market rallies in and amongst a a more of a u-shaped bear market which is what we believe we're going through right now as opposed to a v-shaped bear market where the feds pumping liquidity and congress is spending the u-shape is more longer and drawn out we're probably looking at a bear market rally here and i mean this week with all
3: the data that's coming out corporate earnings fomc meeting gdp number and consumer sentiment the reprieve that we got over the last week or two could be short-lived or it could be a a bit of a launching pad for that rally.
2: Well, I think uh, speaking of launching pad for the rally, I don't want to jump ahead to opportunities. Well, you did,
3: so let's (laughs) do it.
2: (laughs) So the other side of this U-shaped bear market is what astute investors are looking for in that opportunity. So if this was the launching pad of a new rally, that would be a catalyst to be jumping in. I think it's too early because given the fact that the Fed's just raised rates and will raise rates 75 basis points last month and this week, that has leg effects that go into the beginning of next year, which will draw us into a deeper recession. Let's dial it back and let's look at some weaknesses here.
1: One that I kind of am thinking of personally, poor sentiment persisting. Investor sentiment continues to stay bad. They aren't digesting economic data as well or, you know, inflation comes in hotter. Markets are so on edge right now. They're so prone for a little more volatility that any sort of good news could also be perceived as bad news. Any bad news could also be perceived as bad news. It's it's really tough to get that balancing act going right now and have markets react rationally. You know, markets really aren't rational in a sense, right? They can stay irrational longer than you can say solvent is the famous phrase. But a continued pessimistic sentiment from the market as a whole is something that we could very well see going forward, especially if we do see earnings start to uh, disappoint.
2: And then at a micro level, it's the guidance from management on earnings that are going to be important this week. Not just the actual versus expected earnings. It's going to be everyone's looking for what management is going to be talking about for the rest of the year. From the fixed
3: income side, we've got our second inversion of the year, and it's a pretty wide spread. It's wider than what it was going into 8 09. Not that that defies magnitude of a recession, but it's more or less signaling that a recession is on the horizon.
1: Credit spreads are elevated, and that could remain the case.
2: Let me just finish off the weaknesses. Given the bear market rally scenario that we're just talking about implies that there's further downside. And so that if you do have further downside in this market, it's going to lead you into opportunities.
1: We touched on some opportunities earlier, but I think another one that still is top of mind at the moment, we talked about it a few weeks ago, would be the small cap equity space. I think valuations in that space are still low relative to their past valuation levels. Where they're at right now are at the levels that we saw around the COVID bottom and also the bottom in 2008. You know, I think they've been beaten down quite harshly this year. The nice thing about small cap companies is that when you have periods of high inflation and recessionary conditions, small cap companies are—they tend to be viewed as a little more insulated to those factors. The reason being is that they can be a little more nimble with their supply chains, they can raise prices quicker, and they can essentially be a little more dynamic and try and adapt to the current environment. Uh, So I think that valuations being as low as they are present an attractive opportunity there.
2: So in the threat area, You know, we got a GDP report coming out July 28th. It's going to be a key report because you got the Atlanta Fed GDP now had gone from negative 1.2% expectation for GDP in the second quarter to negative 1.5 to negative 1.6 last week. And that would mean that, by definition, you'd have a recession. But I draw a distinction between technical and actual. The technical recession, by definition, okay, we have two quarters, but you also have job openings at 11. 11 million and unemployment where it's at, it doesn't feel like a recession outside of the higher food and energy prices. The real recession, I think, comes after the effects of these 75 basis points. These are abrupt changes in the Fed policy rates that will be felt in December, January. So if we have a deeper recession going into spring, summer of next year, find the bottom of that recession and work backwards six to nine months and it'll tell you where the bottom of the market is.
3: I also don't think that everyone completely comprehends the tightening cycle that's going on as well with what the Fed is doing. Everyone likes to focus on the rates, but there's considerable tightening with letting assets fall off the balance sheet.
1: We could be looking at them hiking into a recession too. That's something to note. What do you think it would take for the Fed to pivot from its current stance here?
2: It's funny you say that because that's what the market is expecting next year, that they'll actually lower rates next year. I, I really think, you know, some things to me seem obvious, and that is not one of them. So I think they level off and they don't lower rates, they just stop with raising rates, the tightening of the balance sheet. A key index there is the Fed puts out a financial conditions index that you can get a handle on. It comes out every Wednesday. It looks at like over 100 indicators, and and it's showing you how tight financial conditions are.
3: They are very focused on the inflation number and not as focused on employment at the very moment. Even if employment and unemployment start to move in a negative direction, I think they're still gonna be very focused on what inflation's doing, and that's gonna be their main objective at the very moment.
2: Speaking of that, and that's a great point, is that in the fight against inflation, you're going to hear the word pause. Just raised rates 75 basis points this coming week, and you're going into a midterm year. I think the key word for August, September is listen for that word pause. And that just means that, and again, especially going into a midterm year, they might just lay off of that. On the inflation front, I, I think that you got a floor underneath inflation with owner's equivalent rent at thirty percent of CPI, actually in a rising trend. And then you got potential for a weaker dollar, which is also inflationary. So I think that, given the, these factors, you're going to have inflation probably leveling off at that four or five percent area in the federal pivot and pause to avoid recession and try to you know, orchestrate this soft landing. I think we're in for a deeper recession come spring. But the good news is, as Derek had pointed out, that we're already seven months into this bear market that where the market peaked January third. So the good news is we're already seven months into it.
1: Hundred percent. It's important to note that while it may feel different this time, a lot of the way that this current bear market is playing out is somewhat as expected. It might not feel like it because of recessionary conditions that we're seeing, the Fed hiking rates, but looking at the actual numbers, things have played out somewhat as they should compared to how things like this have gone in the past. So I think with that being said, let's let's take it from the top and let's wrap it up here. Strength, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. What do we have for our headline strength, guys?
3: A uh, Recent recovery in the market over the last few weeks. Strength there as far as Price action inside the the
2: equity space. Strengths, two points labor market, and the fact that we're most of the way through the bear market. And given inflation, might be a third point. Tenure basically peaked at 348. If you don't expect it going above 348, given inflation at nine, might be telling you that the bond market expects that inflation to come down.
1: I think wrapping it up here, headline weakness would be just a continued pessimistic sentiment across the board. B of A, Global Fund Manager Survey, that's the net percentage of people saying that a recession is likely quite high relative to where we've seen in the past.
2: As a weakness, guidance from management. If it uh, really points to a tough times in the later part of the year, that management this week, in large part, is lowering the guidance. And what we have for headline opportunity. I would say look to the other side of this bear market. Seven months into it and and the bear market is a U-shaped bear market, it could last 12 months. You'd be looking for the opportunities on the other side, which leads us into opportunities.
1: Going into that just a little deeper would be the small cap equity space. That's one that I think valuations look somewhat attractive right now. Uh, What do we have for
3: headline threats? Continued earnings disappointment, sentiment falling off, and
2: continued inflation. I would have a worse recession in early
0: 2023 and a floor under inflation that it stays elevated. Blaine Disrud, CFA, a trader and a research analyst at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Todd Boyd, chief investment strategist. Thank you. Thank you. Trevor Nargis, investment management specialist. Thank you very much. Thanks, Danny. This is the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast, episode 9, Monday, July 25th, 2022.